Hello, hello. It's episode four. Holy moly. This is I'm Not Complaining. I'm just asking. I am on the edge of my seat. My <laughs> headphone can barely stay in my ear right now from the excitement. Today was street sweeping day in front of our house, which of course means move all the cars so that the street sweeping truck can do its job. And I haven't been driving that much lately, so I thought I'd take the opportunity to not only move my car <clears throat> out of the way, but I would drive it around town just a little bit to give the horsepower, get the ponies to stretch their legs a little bit. And uh, as I drove through our town, I drove past this one building. And this one building has been there for a really, really long time. And the space has had a multitude of different businesses over the years from time to time. Right now is currently a restaurant. It's been a restaurant for 10 years. And the furthest back business I remember it being was a chocolate shop. It only sold chocolates that they made by hand. And the other business I remember being in there was a video rental store. And that was the first place that I remember us renting videos. And so I thought, oh my gosh, today's topic, let's make it all about the golden age of renting videos. Well, my first thought is, I know exactly the location that you're talking about. And uh, it was called Paladin Video, between a restaurant and a one-hour photo place. Yes. So you could get posters, you could get uh, picture, uh, personalized calendars, you could get one hour photo, next day photo, or you know what? When you get to it, you get to it. Photo. And of course, a donut shop. Yeah. It's the donut shop is still there, by the way, guys. This is the one place to go to get donuts. We we stick with the locals, they know what they're doing. If you tuned in to episode two, yes. You you know you have your local spot that you're gonna go and get your local donuts. But Paladin Video Yes, their logo was a white horse, and I, it never occurred to me why that would be. Do you know? No. So I did a, the tiniest bit of research on Google, and I, and I typed in Paladin, white horse. Why? And, um, Is it like the Ferrari logo? Um, Does it have no, it from what I brief and when I say brief guys just glanced at it so I believe the first thing that popped up said that Paladin was a knight under Charlemagne and he was the good guy so he rode a white horse oh. and that's why and I was like he's there to save the day yeah uh, to serve your weekend Friday night Saturday night entertainment needs 
And before we move on about Paladin, I'm just now remembering, I believe in the movie Stand By Me, when they're walking on the train tracks, killing time, I believe the theme song they're singing is from the television show Paladin. And so... Wow, that is a deep cut. I'm pretty... Now I can't remember the words, but remember they sing a little song? No, no. Where the little kid, fat kid has the comb and he's combing. Who is now, by the way, who was the fat kid? <laughs> Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell! Which he now apparently has a talk show. Uh, we also watched the quarantine haircut edition with him oh and my his gosh. wife. Which I didn't know he's now married to Rebecca, Rebecca Romaine, who used to be with Re- John Stamos. Stamos. But I, I, like, I like Jerry O'Connell. He seems he's, like a good he guy. He seems like a nice guy. He seems very excited. About a lot of things that we get excited about, so I feel as though and, I could, we could hang out with him. And even though he was the quote-unquote fat kid from Stand by Me, you got it. He was not that fat. He was the chubby kid, right? He was the chubby friend, and that's why he couldn't run in anyway. Uh, but Paladin Video, Paladin Video, was my first experience with a video store before. Blockbuster. Now I'm sure Blockbuster had been established. Oh, for sure. At the same time, but Paladin was like right next to our. It was in our neighborhood. Yes. The Blockbuster was up and over the hill. Yes. You had to like drive to get so, to the Blockbuster. So before we get too far, let's dial it back for just a second. For those of you who have a very vague, faint idea of what we might be talking about when we say video rental. Let's crank it back and talk about what that means. So there was a thing called a VHS tape cassette. That was like a larger video version of a cassette tape that had music on it. You have cassettes for music and then you have larger cassettes for video. A VHS do you is know a video. What, do you know what VHS stands for? Video home streaming. Home system. Ah! So close. So close. <laughs> but the the VHS cassette came out in 1976. Okay. Uh, the year before that, Betamax, a.k.a. Beta, was invented in 1975. And it was a... It was heavier and more expensive, so VHS saw what they did and improved upon it, made it lighter and less expensive to make, therefore less expensive for the consumers to buy. And that's how VHS ended up winning the day. I pose my question to my friends out there who like to order their computer parts and and build their own computers. is that why they call, like, jumpstart uh, testing phase of tech beta testing? I don't know. There's also a, a breed of <clears throat> fish that people like to keep as pets, and they're called betas. What does that mean? It's also a Greek letter. <laughs> oh, boy, the Illuminati is at it today. Yes, their, yes. Their ears are on fire. Oh, goodness gracious. So anyway, the VHS cassette is invented, and you are then able to purchase movies and watch them in their house. I mean, pretty incredible stuff. 
I mean, before that, you had to. Now, I, I, I had this conversation with my parents. My parents said that if you saw a movie and you liked it, you couldn't, like, buy it, rent it. You had to go and buy another ticket to see it before it went out of theaters. So if it was not popular the first or second weekend, they just canned it and they pulled it and they just put in a new film. I mean, we're not talking about multi-screen movie complex. We're talking about single screen. So if there was a movie you wanted to see, you had to make time to go see it before it was gone. Mm -hmm. And then now, you know, here with the VHS, you're like, oh my gosh, there's all these movies that I didn't know about that I haven't seen or heard of. So it's pretty, it, I, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, for sure. The very first video rental store that existed opened at the <clears throat> very end of the 1970s, or early 80s, of course, in Los Angeles. So that guy opens his store. Blockbuster Video opens in 1986, and by the end of 1988, they have 235 stores. Wow. So everywhere, everywhere. They were everywhere. And Hollywood Video opened in 1988. Wow. So there you go. Which, so now we've got the small, almost like mom and pop Paladin video. Yeah. In comparison to Blockbuster and Hollywood video. Yeah. And I remember explicitly, I remember when we went to Hollywood video because of the decorations and your membership card. It was like a film strip, and it was Hollywood, like it was, a Hollywood sign. It was really cool. So what it was was a brick-and-mortar physical shop. It says Hollywood Video, and it's just this massive neon sign that looks like the Hollywood sign. And you'd go in, and the carpet was decorate, had a, a decorative weave of film strips and popcorn ticket stubs, stars. Like the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Kind of, yeah. And all the employees wore black pants, pressed white button-down dress shirts, black bow ties, like they were ushers in a movie theater. Which, uh, I mean, it, it was a little bit elevated. It made you feel classy. I, and I, I believe... Hollywood Video was the first store before our Blockbuster that sold candy and microwave popcorn and popcorn buckets. At the checkout. And it, it was part of a bundle. It was movie and snacks. Yes. On Friday and Saturday nights. Yes. And part of the new release or classic or whatever it was, it, you could buy popcorn and candy. Yes. So, when you walked in, you saw, you know, the carpet, and then you saw the employees, and then you saw 
essentially bookshelves. Yes. Uh, staggered through it throughout the middle of the floor plan, and then the perimeter of the wall was the new release wall. The very first wall unit was the newest releases, like the, that week had been released, and then the new releases were in alphabetical order. And then also the bookshelves in the center were by category. Right. And also al alphabetical. Yes. And so the VHS cassette is seven inches by four inches by one. It's so not, it's like the size of a book. Yes. It's the yeah, it would be the size of a book sitting on a bookshelf. But so what would happen was the VHS, you know, they'd buy the VHS from the movie company. Correct. And so it would come to them with the artwork, the the slide cover would have the artwork and inside would be the cassette. So they'd get that from the manufacturer, but then the employee would have to take the Tape the the original tape out of the decorative box, put the tape in a plastic clamshell, which had a paper printing of the logo of the store with the title written on it and the date, the year of release, close that up, and then they'd have to take the original box art and put in a special manufactured cut piece of styrofoam and shove that into the decorative artwork and that's how it would be on the shelf you put empty shelf clam shell with the store's logo and title and then put in front of that the artwork with the styrofoam insert and you'd line them up that way so for example i looked up blockbuster video when titanic was released Ninety-eight. I didn't look up the date, but it was in the thick of things. So, so Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet, Titanic epic, made a gajillion dollars. So that would be you know a really big thing that people wanted to rent when it came out. They're waiting for it. So they ordered two, for each location. 250 copies of that movie and they would have 50 that they never opened available to sell if you wanted to just straight out purchase it now that's the complete vhs number one and two it was on two tapes yeah it's not even on one tape it's a it's on two because so in that case in you'd still have to put each tape in a clamshell but you'd use a clear piece of duct tape to tape the spines together so they wouldn't be separated and that you would be guaranteed to get the correct two tape so the, the photograph nightmare. i saw was of a, per, an, a blockbuster employee stocking the shelf of titanic for the rentals and they had the clamshell and then they had the cover art, and it was from floor to ceiling. So they had 50 rentals on display, and that's how it'd be. So you'd walk in, and your eye would go to the very first bookshelf. Which where it you, said new release. Where it said new release. And you would get excited because you'd see floor to ceiling 
of the artwork covers and you're like oh look it there's so many here for me to rent and you'd go over and you'd move the artwork and there'd be nothing behind it and you'd be like so disappointed because you weren't there fast enough and may may i may i point out that the new releases always came out on thursday or friday i would say thursday yeah of course because then you would because it's the friday night special they would come out on thursday there would always be uh, a little sandwich board a dry erase board or sandwich board that was inside the store on the desk and there would also be a, a sign in the window that would tell you all the dates of what when your new favorite film was going to be released and available so you would mark it and be like okay you know i gotta get there first thing because if you were late on a friday walking down those aisles oh yeah if you film, got there at nine o'clock there's no way no no like you had to go at like friday morning or like at three o'clock friday afternoon to get the video that you wanted because like you said the utter disappointment you were sent to blockbuster to get the film and you cannot leave empty-handed and you're like what do you what do i do you could also call ahead there was definitely two kinds of employees the kind that would actually listen to what you were asking and the other one that could not be bothered boop, 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 boop. hello Blockbuster video, how can I help you? Like, hi, yeah, I know that um, Titanic comes out today. Yes. Um, could I ask for you to reserve a copy for me and I'll come over and pick it up right now? And sometimes they'd be like, yeah, sure. No problem, what's the name? And then the other one would be just like, uh, it's first come, first serve. I would say that I have a very good friend who worked at Blockbuster Video uh, that would tell me horror stories about how people would get mad. And I don't recall if he, which one of the two t types of employees that he was. Um, but I will say that based on my experience, experience working customer service, I would have typed in the name and seen if they have videos that are out or outstanding. Like, do you have late, do you have late charges? You know, like a library? Um, or is it someone who always calls? Is this a usual customer? Um, but I remember going in and if the video that I wanted or the movie that I wanted wasn't on the shelf, I would very politely ask the person at the counter and see, could you check the Dropbox? Okay, guys, Dropbox. That's a new term that we gotta, uh, we gotta talk about. So at Hollywood Video, there were two Dropboxes. There was a Dropbox like a mailbox that was had a little drive-through, a little cul-de-sac that you could drive up and chuck your video in and it would drop into a sealed uh, lockbox. 
and the employees would empty that every couple hours <clears throat> to bring it in. The other drop box was a part of the building and it was like a mail slot, but th big enough for the videos to drop into a trash can. Now the trash can was only used for that, but it was a trash can. Let's be honest here. Well, you could call it a bin. Okay. Instead of a trash can, you could call it a bin. But okay. When the guy opened the store and was putting in the order for all the equipment he needed, <laughs> he ordered a trash can. But, you know, we'll call it a tape receptacle? I don't know. But what was great, though, is that if you were late to the party on the initial release day, you could, if people only did the one-day rental, which... Oh, gosh, yeah. If you didn't get back in time, you were charged a late fee, or you had to drop it off or hand it to a guy and be like, oh, it's 5 o'clock, I got it. Yeah, you had 24 hours to, from the moment you walked out of the store... So when it was, the barcode was scanned. You had 24 hours to get that thing back in their hands. And scan back into the computer. And, or you were charged a late fee. So when you... Got that movie, you had to see it then. Unless, and, and I don't remember specifically the policy on new releases. If it was a one day only, or was it the weekend rental? Oh. Because. Yeah, because the three day or the weekend rental, you know, you could take your time watching the movie. If you weren't sure if you were going to watch it Friday night or Saturday night. And then what if you had a bunch of errands to do on Sunday? I don't want to be charged with late fees, so I'll just take it for the whole weekend. But I'm pretty sure new releases, you could not do a weekend rental. I, mean, I don't think so, because they, so, they were so in demand that they yeah. needed the turnaround. Yeah. But, yeah, when you put your tape in the drop, either drop box, you took your chances. So the highest risk was the outer drop box on the cul-de-sac because the employee would have to go outside with the keys, unlock it, grab the receptacle, go inside and start scanning the barcodes on everything to check them back in and to, you know, uh, update your account saying that, yes, you indeed returned the video. I believe... That we were the people who, we would go back to the store and hand it to the guy well, and we watch him scan it. And so with the drop box outside, what would happen was the guy or lady would get, get the keys, open it, drag them back in, and then get distracted. And they wouldn't get scanned in in a timely manner. And or they would just pile them up, and then when the, it was the changing of the guard, the change shift, hey, it's like, you know, when you work at a restaurant and you got to do the roll-ups, you know, or clean the silverware, like the grunt work. Hey, buddy, you got to go and scan in the tapes. And then the inner drop box, what would happen would the person would pick up the tapes out of the receptacle, and they'd start stacking them on the counter, stacking them so that he could easily boop, 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 scan them. And then when they were scanned, they were supposed to go on a push cart and then be restocked. But what would happen was the guy would stack them on the counter to boop, 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 
and a customer would see the pile of videotapes, see the title they wanted, and would just grab it and walk away. The tape never being scanned. And so the person who dropped off that tape, they would be continually charged because it was never scanned as returned. Now, we're not complaining. No, it just happens. If we understand. There's a lot of videotapes and oh a lot my. of customers. And I'm telling you, there were times that there was one guy that was supposed to be doing, or lady, that was supposed to be doing all that. And that's a lot of work. And also, you got people, you got kids who are... Swapping, looking at candy. Looking at candy. They're, um, you know, moving the new releases into the wrong section because they changed their mind on what they wanted to watch. It's the same thing with retail that people unfold and unfold and unfold and then they just leave a, a pile of mayhem. Yeah, they're doing their best after being charged late fees when I know we didn't return them late. I would, you know, cut out the middleman. Just cut out the middleman. When we were done with the tape and we returned it, we would go inside. I would find an employee and I go, I'm returning this. Could you please scan it? Especially if it was a new release, they were elated to have that in their hand. They don't got to go looking for it. It is now scanned and ready to go for the next customer. Yeah. I mean, it, it was in their best interest to take said videotape from you and scan it. And guess what? They could still leave it in a pile on the counter and not put it back and leave it for the next person that came in. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's already done now. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed, once the films went from the new release to the non-new release, you could rent multiple tapes in one trip. So if you wanted to, like, binge watch, you know, classic films or maybe... You wanted to do a Karate Kid and a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Night, uh, or Three Ninjas. You could you could get all three, or maybe Jackie Chan's Rumble in the in the Bronx. That was it was the first film that Jackie Chan did that was released in America for all for everybody to enjoy. He had done other films in China before that, but that was art. America's introduction to Jackie Chan. So we had rented um, the Rumble in the Bronx, and my dad and Kara really, really enjoyed it. And if you haven't seen Rumble in the Bronx starring the great Jackie Chan, you need to check it out ASAP. It's fantastic. And in the credits, they show all the stunts that did not work. And that's equally as entertaining as the movie. It was the bonus features before the bonus features. Yeah. The era of bonus features. It was just already built in. So when I was returning the Rumble in the Bronx VHS, the employee said to me, oh, if they really enjoyed Jackie Chan Rumble in the Bronx, you're going to love this other guy, Jet Li. And I was like, what does he do? He goes, oh, you need to see Kiss of the Dragon. And I go, okay. Meanwhile, Kara is really little. I bring this, and this is before the internet. You can't look up. There's no previews. No, you just, you see the cover art. You can read the little thing on the, the little summary on the back. So I come home with Jet Li, Kiss of the Dragon. And we put it on. I put it on for my dad and my little sister. And it is... 
so brutal. It's so violent. And not in the Jackie Chan kind of violent. It is brutal. There is a woman who is playing a prostitute who has chopsticks in her hair to hold up her hair, which she takes out in a fight and stabs a person in the eye, taking out the eye with the chopstick. And I was like, that's it! And I pushed stop. I put it in the, ejected it from the machine, put it in the clamshell, drove back to the Blockbuster and the guy was still on shift and I was very upset. I go, how in the world can you equate this with Jackie Chan? So he goes, oh, well, it is a little bit more rough. It's like, no, duh. Now, I, I will say that I do enjoy Jet Li. He, he's amazing. He, he's... I'm not saying anything against Jet Li. I'm just saying, if someone says they liked Rumble in the Bronx with Jackie Chan, and that's the first you've ever seen a Jackie Chan, you don't immediately jump to Jet Li. Okay. And I, and I also will say, I don't remember there being a, quote, in, you know, X-rated at At, at Blockbuster or Hollywood Video. But, no, I don't think so. there was at Paladin. Well, got to keep it local, people. I, I'm just saying that that's real interesting, right? <laughs> I do remember, what else could you rent at the Blockbuster Video? You could rent a video game system. That is right, people. Video games that you could rent and or purchase. You could rent. a very small selection. You could rent the games, but you could also rent the entire system if you didn't have your own video game system. Which, what an amazing concept. Because So, I, I don't know about you guys out there who are listening to our podcast or if we're just talking to ourselves and that's completely fine. We would scrounge up. Do you remember Heather, do you remember how much the the weekend rental was? No. With tax was roughly $21. So we would scrounge up all the change and things that we would have and we would rent a Nintendo 64 game system. It came with two controllers. And two games. And it was the best. It was the best. <laughs> what was the game that you rented? Oh, I would always get Mario Party. Of course, because you got Mario Kart. And I mean, it It was, yeah, it was great. But you would have to have your own little memory card to save your progress. Right. It didn't come with it. Well, the reason why we bring up the video game system that that Blockbuster dipped their toes into the the video game system and video game rental was so they could have tournaments. They had a Donkey Kong Country tournament. So there was a top 20 on a leaderboard. And if you made the top 10, that meant you were going to the big championship, which is being held on a main stage at SeaWorld. Right. So, this is before people are earning money to play video games like Halo and first-person shooter games like they do now. There are people who make millions of dollars so playing if you, video games. If you were to win at SeaWorld, the big tournament, you got a cash prize 
and you also got a video game cassette of the game and it was solid gold. I doubt it was actually solid gold. It's probably gold plastic, but still sounds super impressive. For Super Nintendo. That's right. And so I played and I came in at number 11. I didn't make the cut. Which, weren't you like the only girl playing? Too? Yes. And all these other, and the, all these kids, and the thing is, they would have the other kids watch you while you're playing, and they'd be screaming, duck, run faster, that guy's coming at you. It was just like so much pressure. Which probably explains why all these professional gamers have noise-canceling headphones on when they're playing. They're thinking ahead. They're thinking ahead. I believe the last blockbuster in our neighborhood closed probably before 2010. Blockbuster video and Hollywood video officially, according to the history books, closed in both closed in 2010. Paladin video was gone way before that. Hollywood video and Blockbuster put them out of business way beforehand. Yeah, how can you compete when the other place has 250 copies of Titanic? I don't know. How are you supposed to compete with that? I don't know. But what was really sad, though, to see the end of an era was no, these kids nowadays will never understand the struggle of going on a Friday afternoon or a Friday evening searching the bookshelves for the new release. Because now it's just, oh, what's on demand? Or, oh, if it's not streaming on one of the things I already pay for, then I can on demand and pay two ninety nine, and I'll have it either for five days or I'll have it permanently digitally, a digital download. Maybe we can go back to the Blockbuster and Hollywood video. How? You, I don't know how. I don't know. Because then everybody's... It's a high contact item, right, Heather? I tell you. You gotta pick it up. You gotta scan it. You gotta open it. Open the clamshell. You have to open the flap to make sure the tape isn't broken. Which oh. the disappointment if a tape snapped or if it was messed up in some way. If it... Be kind, rewind, guys. Be kind, rewind, yes. So the other thing that the person who was doing the scan, they also had to open the clamshell to make sure that the tape was in fact rewound. We had a fancy tape rewinder. Yes. It's, the tape rewinder is a small unit that's a little bit bigger than the cassette itself, and it would have one, one button, and that would be rewind. Ours was a, was a sports car. <laughs> our, our, our tape rewinder uh, was a sports car. It was so cool. And so the, the hood would pop up, and that's where you'd put the tape in. You should be kind. And remember to rewind. That's right. <laughs> Episode four of I'm Not Complaining. I'm just asking for that new release. 